and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I'm your host, John, and this episode we are taking a look at the Road to No Man's Land Detective Comics run. This is entitled Fight or Flight and was written by Chuck Dixon and features art by William Rosado. It was released between December 1998 and February 1999, and it covers issues 727, 728, and 729. Like the other issues from Road to No Man's Land, this hasn't been collected in a trade paperback, but again, you can pick this up quite cheaply on eBay. So, is this going to be any good, or will this leave me wishing I was on the highway to hell? Let's find out as we dig into the Detective Comics issues of Road to No Man's Land. We open with Nightwing, Oracle and Robin exclaiming that Batman has never had to fight someone as tough as the United States Congress. They watch as Gotham is declared a no-go zone. We then cut to Firefly stood on top of a building declaring that Gotham needs his fire. He begins by attacking a group of environmental officers who are investigating a toxic spill. The resulting explosion is felt in the city tower where Oracle and the others are and they head out to tackle Garfield Linz. As this is happening, we see Detective Bullock and Bontoya preparing to try and bring in Firefly. We then move back to the scene of the fire, where a badly burnt Firefly emerges after being caught in the blast. He then attacks some firemen who are trying to stop the fire spreading. Robin Knight and Nightwing swing in to try and stop him, but Firefly gets away. Garfield heads for an oil refinery in the hope he can spread the fire over the entire city. Robin tells Nightwing to keep him busy whilst he runs off and does something. Nightwing takes on Firefly, but before he can take him down, Bullock and Montoya arrive, nearly getting hit by Firefly using his flamethrower. However, a shot from the National Guard member cuts the line to the flamethrower, causing Garfield to go up in flames. But before it can spread, Robin turns up with a cement mixer and dumps it onto Garfield, putting the flames out. And the issue ends with Nick Scratch saying that Gotham needs some new chaos, and his minions reveal the Dynamiter, Tumult, Gearhead, and the Assassin that we saw last episode in the Batman series. 728 opens with a military vehicle exploding and someone laughing at the National Guard. Turns out to be the Dynamiter, in a mask hurling explosives at them. He's easily taken down by Robin and Nightwing, and as they swing off, they are watched by some of Scratch's demons. We then move to Nick Scratch, who is watching a number of TVs where Gotham is burning or being protested against. The comic then cuts back to Bullock and Montoya interrogating the Dynamiter, claims the devil made him do it. We then move to Tumult, who is attacking the City Hall and trying to bring it down using his jackhammer. Whilst this is happening, Jim Gordon is returning from applying for a job in another city when he and Sarah Essen are attacked by some of Scratch's thugs. They use a truck to try and ram him off the road. Jim shoots at the truck, 
However, it appears that the attackers get away. Meanwhile, it appears that Tumult has also gotten away by digging a hole. However, Nightwing and Robin are hot on his trail. They fight and Tumult is taken down by his own attempts to create a cave-in. And the issue concludes with Dick and Tim being watched by a man in a metal suit. 729 opens with Scratch screaming at his demons to find Bruce Wayne, who he failed to kill in the Batman series we reviewed last episode. Meanwhile, Robin and Nightwing are patrolling unaware they are being watched by Gearhead, the man in the metal suit. We then move to Gordon, who is addressing the remaining detectives. He tells them that they will be retaking each precinct, one at a time, and expanding outwards. While this is happening, Nightwing swats what he thinks is a bug, but it turns out it's a mechanical insect sent by Gearhead, which electrocutes him. He then also takes out Robin and kidnaps Dick, telling Robin to tell Batman to meet him under the bridge. While this is happening, a man in a red hood is encouraging people to swarm across the last bridge out of Gotham and into America. However, when Robin tries to contact Batman, he is unable to locate him, and Oracle can't either, forcing Robin to deal with the situation himself. Whilst this is happening, the man in the red suit forces his way across the bridge with a large group of other people, but he is knocked from the bulldozer he is riding on by a flying stone and falls into the river. Robin manages to free Nightwing before Scratch's goons show up and they escape under garden fire. However, it turns out that they're not there for Robin and Nightwing, but for Gearhead. In the ensuing gunfight, the dynamite placed under the bridge by the guards on the instructions of Congress is hit and it blows up the last bridge out of Gotham. The issue ends with Joker returning to Gotham, killing some of Scratch's guards, and Tim and Dick discover that Wayne Manor has been ploughed into the ground and that Dick says that the game has changed. I thought overall this was an interesting series. It was nice to see how Robin and Nightwing are dealing running Gotham alone and the problems that they face and that everything that's going on in all the other comics is having a wider impact on the area. I thought the writing of them once again was very well done and is very effective. Chuck Dixon, as I've said a number of times, really does know how to write characters really, really well. And when he gets them spot on, he really gets them spot on. However, I do have a couple of issues with it. I think that the villains in this are rather weak and poorly done. I don't know much about them. Gearhead, I know, has encountered Batman before, but the Dynamiter and Tumult seemed like new villains, and I don't really understand why we had to have them in the comics. Granted, I suppose maybe they could turn up and they've been around before, but I don't know that much about them, and they weren't particularly interesting doing what they were doing, nor were they particularly effective. They just seemed to be a really pathetic distraction. To be honest, my main issue is still with Nick Scratch. He seems like an idiot. He said that he wanted to bring a new kind of chaos to Gotham and to really try and bring it to his knees. Well, in that case, just empty Arkham Asylum. That's a prison full of psychopaths who will go on a murderous rampage and really show Gotham up for being terrible and for being an awful place to live and a real nightmare. But instead... No offence to Firefly, they release Firefly, Gearhead, Tumult, and the Dynamiter. 
it's hardly a roll call that strikes fear into anybody. I would have much rather have seen perhaps the Joker come back. Or even if they'd released Clayface, the Riddler, Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze. These are all mass murderers. These are all people who will cause problems in Gotham and will show Gotham up for being the terrible, terrible place that it's meant to be. And that's what he wants to encourage them. He just seems to come up with these half-baked ideas that I really have an issue believing he's even a half-credible supervillain. He isn't intimidating like Ra's al Ghul. He isn't a genius like Vandal Savage. Heck, he isn't even dangerous like some of the demons that they've faced before. This was just not very, very good. And I don't think Nick Scratch is that convincing a villain at all in any shape or form. However, I do think that this does a really very good job of setting up what's happening and what's going to happen in No Man's Land. We see Gordon being stuck here because he can't find another job. And Sarah Essen saying that they will stay. We see the setting up of what's going to eventually turn into the big gang warfare in Gotham, which basically sets up the entire of No Man's Land. So overall, I think this is a very nice prequel. It sets everything up nicely. However, I would be hard-pressed to say that beyond that, anything really majorly interesting happens. So I'm going to give this three and a half out of five Batarangs. If you find it cheap, I would probably pick it up, but I wouldn't say this is an essential read. So that's everything for this episode. Next time we will be doing the final section of Road to No Man's Land, where we'll be taking a look at the Shadow of the Bat issues and reviewing them. If you have any comments, questions or concerns, do feel free to leave a comment either under the Comic Cast feed on the website or under the Bat Books for Beginners feed on the website. And I will make sure that I read them and read them out on the next podcast. So, I've been John. Thanks very much for listening. And I'll hand you back over to Dustin and the guys.